yeah uh another episode we're back and uh yep. we got quite a bit that's uh new actually th- to be honest with you this whole episode could probably be what is new uh because yes. there's there's quite a bit to it so i'm just gonna go ahead and roll the intro music and uh we'll get right into it yep sounds good to me i gotta find it though i know it's in here somewhere It's actually a really good thing that we can pre-record that and just play it as necessary, whether we do it live while we're recording or we do it in post. Otherwise, you would have to sit there with a guitar every single time and do it. Uh, as always, I am your host. I'm Tim. I'm here because I kind of put this thing together and you're listening. I don't know why. But uh, on the other microphone, microphone number two, we call him the guitar father. I just call him Rick. How you doing? Okay, how are you? I'm doing good. No, no. Forget about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what you do to me? You upset oh, me. Man. No discount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. Yeah. So, so Amanda uh, is, uh, she's finally home. She just got home uh, and yep. she's been really busy. So uh, unfortunately, she's not with us this week. Uh, but hopefully, if everything goes right, we can get back on schedule, and the person you really want to listen to will be back, hopefully. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to do a little bit of work on Amanda's guitar while she was there. I did. I uh, I fixed it up, got it all working. I uh, The frets, uh, uh, I, did, I did do a whole complete setup on it. One of the things, uh, the frets were uh, pretty sharp, the edges, so I fixed all that. I rounded the... Um, uh, I rounded the the neck there by the fretboard, took the sharp edge off, basically made it more comfortable to play uh, for her. Um, I had to shave the saddle down quite a bit, but uh, after I got it all done, I restrung it with the 12s. That were, I believe they were 12s. I'm not really sure, 100% sure. But um, it's like I, uh, I just felt that uh, I'm going to go down to a, a thinner string Mm-hmm. And I put nines on it, and they seem to sound really nice on there. So I, I did that, got that all straightened out, and uh, she took that home with her. So hopefully she can play it. Yeah, I was going to say, after after all that work, after all the work, which honestly I feel like the manufacturer should be doing, or it should be something that the guitar shops are doing, or something like that. I don't know. But after well, all that work, can she play now? Um. Well, the guitar plays. Okay, plays very nice. Yeah, well, so all mine so, play. I don't. <laughs> yes. No, I mean she's she's still got a way to go, ways to go. Oh yeah. But we'll we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. So not a big deal. So, but she did take it home, and uh, uh, I haven't talked to her since. Uh, well, I guess I should I should say I did. I had to help her set uh, set her laptop, a uh, company laptop, back up so she can get back to work uh, this morning. Right. So. But, well, good. Um, I'm glad that uh you got that set up again like i said i i don't know why when you buy a brand new guitar especially one that is a couple hundred dollars even why it's just why there is so much that needs to be set up i guess you know it, it if nothing else it kept the uh the luthiers uh in business right now they call them well 
The, what you really need is you need a luthier to look at the guitars and stuff like that. A lot of the uh, music shops now have what they call guitar techs. And maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, like worst buy in their geek crew. Come yes, on. Yes. <laughs> I know. And, and it's just like they can put new strings on and stuff like that and maybe clean it up for you. But they can't really do any any real, I, at least the ones that I've run into, the techs that I've run into. Right. Uh, really didn't know how to do proper setups. Uh, there are some that do, but, you know, I mean, I go into a lot of detail with with the stuff I set up. So Yeah. One of these days, um, we should do some uh, pictures, maybe some videos, uh, setting up a guitar and some of the things to look at and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Yep, that would be. I can uh, accommodate that. That's not a problem. So um, let me see what what else happened here. Uh, uh, doing a setup on your guitar? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want uh, nice? You want to talk nice about segue. that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on a second. So let me break this out. Everybody who's Hi. listening knows that there is a thing called New Guitar Day, and uh, I had to wait a whole year before I could officially buy my new guitar. And I'm actually only 34 days away from that day, but. I just, I don't even remember, um, for whatever reason you were in the area and I decided to go out we met at the local, uh, guitar box and we were looking around. We spent all, like what, four hours there. Yeah. Something and, like that. And, well, and, I went for, I went for guitar string. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cause you I, a, I needed you to Cupid, get, you um, use. I need to get Amanda the acoustic that's strings for her guitar. But, but we sat and we hung out with the, uh, the store associates and, uh, talked to them a little bit. And of course yep. they. Yeah, I see what you mean because they took you. Oh, I got some stuff to show you. I got some stuff to show you, and uh, they're taking <laughs> you around and just kind of. I mean, some of it was really cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but I like what I like what he said. He says he turned around and he said, "It's not a fifty-seven. Right, right, because he knows <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll never come in the store. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time there, um, walking around, talking to people. Uh, we went into the uh, the acoustic or the platinum room or whatever. To me, it's an acoustic room. It's an acoustic, yeah, yeah, it is. They so, don't have a platinum room. Right. So um, so we went in there, and then we, we, I don't know, we were there for two hours, and then we finally were like, ah, let's go next door and get something to, for lunch. Uh, so we went, and we had a quick little mediocre at best lunch. and right. uh, then, Nuclear potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that was not what I remember them being. Uh, no, so, I don't. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, we go back and we're talking to him again, just spending a little bit more time there. And after all that time, the one just jumps out. It screams to me. Uh, and it's a, uh, I believe it's the 40th anniversary uh, Squire um, Strat. Yes. Uh, so it's got the, uh, the fender thick body. And I mean, and it's, it's supposed to be blue or some form of blue, but to me it looks like a, uh, a flat white almost no it's teal -like. maybe uh, yeah. it's more maybe blue i thought it was like a bluish color yeah but it's actually a great it, it's a it's not a sea it's a what is it a seafoam green or something yeah like that, well that or? was the, they had two of them there one was the seafoam green and the other one was like the coastal blue or or whatever i don't oh, know that's right you got the blue right yeah well that got what's supposed to be blue i don't think it is but uh it has it has this like uh, copper, uh, pick guard. Yeah. And I think that's it's, nice. I think it's metal actually. 
I don't know. I haven't taken it off. Yeah. Yet. So uh, anyway, it's really cool. I will get pictures of it as soon as it's out of um, the uh, the surgery room because uh, I gave it to you uh, to yes. take home to uh, do a setup on it because the bridge was yeah. sitting flat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I, I know I did not like that at all. Um, so yeah. And then you're like, well, you better let mom know that it's yours. And I'm like, yes, yes. And mom knows you're not going to buy a squire. Come on. Well, you'd be surprised what happened when I walked in with that. I said, I, I said to mom, I said, look, I said, <laughs> it wasn't me, I officer. I swear. I, yeah. I said, I have a guitar in the car. It's not mine. It's Tim's. Oh, sure. That's what I got. <laughs> and then Amanda says, oh yeah, no, no, don't lie. It's yours. I said, no. I said, here's the receipt. Look at the bill. <laughs> That's why I'm like, take the receipt. <laughs> So, yeah, so fun. yeah, so once, uh, once that comes back from, uh, it's, it's little cosmetic surgery there at your place, um, I'll get some pictures and, uh, get it up on, uh, social media, uh, which, uh, we still have Instagram, by the way, everybody knows that even though we don't have too many people following. Um, but, uh, we do have, uh, a Facebook page now. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's so. I kind of thought to myself, you know, we're really only on, you've got three or four main social media platforms and I'm not a big social media guy. I kind of, at, when I, I, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm done with social media, but you kind of have to use it to help get your name out there to, to attract new listeners. So we have Instagram and I'm like, you know, this is kind of like that social media for the younger generation, you know, probably like, 35 and, and younger. Uh, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm older than 35 and I use it. So maybe even, you know, 45 and younger, I don't know. Um, but I feel like we're missing out on the opportunity to um, expose pandemic guitar to a, a, a different genre, the genre that uh, grew up with Facebook, like their Facebook addicts. That's, that's their platform. So I said, yep. all right, I'm going to create a pandemic guitar uh, Facebook page. But in order to do that, I had to create my own account. Now, right. all right, so whatever, I create an account, no problem. And um, I didn't put any pictures up there. I didn't put any information out there. I don't care. I don't want Facebook friends. I, I don't care. I don't want to see your drama. I don't want to see your thoughts and opinions. All I want to do is be able to post, you know, little videos. And, and when we got a new episode out there, just interact with um, the people who listen and that are on Facebook. So no problem. I create the page. No problem. I uh, posted on the page. Episode number 31 was out. Now, of course, we have zero yeah. followers at this point. Yeah. And uh, a couple days later, I uh, I invite you to be yeah, that an was admin. Your, that was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, when I just get you involved and then you take over from there, you know. Uh, but yeah, so as soon as you clicked the accept admin button, my account got suspended. And because pandemic guitars page is linked to my account that also got suspended. So I'm like, okay, why? Well, apparently they have a, these bots that basically just crawl their sites and look for fake accounts or habits of people who are creating fake, fake accounts. And they suspend it. So, all right, all right, now I can appeal this suspension. Now, I don't know if you've ever worked with the appeals process uh, with I never Book did. of Face. No. no? 
No, I never did. No. All right. So what you have to do is uh, type in your phone number and then they text you a code. You enter that code into Facebook. Then it pops up with the check to make sure you're not a robot check. <laughs> then it asks you which pictures have bicycles in it or whatever. Yeah. Cars, bicycles, right. stores. Yeah. And then it asks you to upload a picture of yourself. So I'm like, okay, fine. I take a picture of myself with a look on my face that is like, this is stupid. And I uploaded it. Nothing. Nothing. And they say, they, and then I submitted it. And, and that's it. There's no place for me to like type in like, hey, here's the situation. You know, so on and so forth. Just like I'm telling you. So uh, the next day, because they say it usually takes a little bit more than a day uh, for the appeals process to, to work through. So the next day I get an email from their automated email system that says, hey, Tim, here's some people in your area that you might want to be friends with. <laughs> now, I really don't think that anybody monitors that email address, but I replied back. How stupid is your smart system if you're going to suspend my account and then tell me, hey, here's some people that you might be interested in being friends with. Like, how does that make sense? I know. That doesn't. And I, I swear within five minutes, my account was all of a sudden reactivated. Yeah. Okay. So fine, no big deal. Then a couple days later, like two days later or whatever, I'm just sitting up here in my little studio and I'm kicked back and, and I'm just playing around on the guitar and I record myself playing a lot. And, um, you know, I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is, a, I actually did this one little piece pretty good. I'm actually happy with it. So what I did is I edited that piece of me playing and then I went into final cut and I used our intro that we have for the podcast. If we ever decide to do like live shows or, or video or anything like that, right. I'm like, I mean, I've been sitting on this thing for a while. I want people to see it. So I put it out there. 12 hours later, I get an email that my account is suspended again because I'm trying to post as somebody else. And that <laughs> violates the terms of policies. And I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? I'm pandemic guitar. I tried to post as pandemic guitar. Um, right. So whatever. I uh, Then I finally went online. I did some uh, Google foo and I found an appeals email for Facebook. So I wrote an email, short, sweet, simple, what's going on? And I said, is there a way that we can prevent this from happening? Because I just, I don't want to be friends with people. I just want to be pandemic guitar. That's it. Right. I have not received an email back, but about a day and a half later, my account is reactivated. But now I have lost the ability to post as pandemic guitar. I can only post as me. Nice. So nice. that's what's been going on with Facebook. And I'm sure that if you've been on Facebook for a couple of years, you've used it, you have some pictures on there, whatever, probably wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, that's true. But it, it is frustrating. Um, I, I, I will uh, try to post stuff on the uh, Facebooks. I'll try to be active there, but I'll just tell you this right now that uh, if they shut me down again, it, it, that's it. I'm not going to appeal it. I'm just going to let them delete the account and, and it is yep. what it is. I agree. 
So sorry about it, but I've got enough. I, I, I've got enough things going on to occupy my time that I do not need to be fighting. I'm, I left Facebook the first time to get away from the frustration and, and the BS. Yep. So they're going to, they're going to make it difficult. They're going to give me the BS. Then I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm just not going to mess around with it and I'm just going to move forward. No, I, I don't blame you on that one. So another thing we had happen was, is my uh, MacBook pro decided to crash. Oh yeah. So actually that was something. Yeah. So that's actually a reason why we're recording later than what we originally planned because yeah, your MacBook crashed at the most inopportune time. Yes. What happened was, is that I was sitting here and I just finished up doing some work on it and getting some things uh, done on it. And uh, then I said, Oh, Hey, there's an upgrade for me. And so I went out and I looked at it and it's like, okay, it had to upgrade Safari and, and it was an OS upgrade because it was like two gig or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I might as well. I don't have any time. I'll let it go. So I clicked on the thing and it said about 25 minutes it would take for the up- complete upgrade. So I, uh, I was doing something in, in my, uh, my room here and uh next thing you know i was looking at it and uh i said oh it's like 30 minutes and uh i got a black screen up there (laughs) you know nothing just dead so i hit the space bar nothing so then i waited a little bit longer maybe about another 15 20 minutes longer and then i i decided okay i'll power it off and power it back on so it would come up and it would just show display the apple logo on there and then just die so that's when I think I called you and we started, we tried looking online and trying a bunch of different things. And, um, it was quite a, quite a mess. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, when you called me, I was like, all of a sudden my phone rang. I looked at the phone and it was you. And then I noticed the time and I'm like, oh, what happened? Something's wrong. Cause you never call me that late. Right. So, yeah. so I'm sitting there like, oh, oh no, oh no. What's, 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 what's happened? What's going on? And you're like, I think my Mac book took a dump. And or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a computer problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it was, it was really strange. So then I, after I got uh, off the phone with you, I called Apple and uh, the support gal started helping me out with some stuff. And I asked her, is, uh, is there a charge for this? Because uh, I don't have um, insurance on it, you know, the Apple care. And I, uh, I looked to see if I had Apple care on it and it expired, but I didn't know. It didn't tell me when. So, uh, she basically um, said, no, for software problems, you don't need Apple Care. We just handle it. So I said, great. So she had me, uh, instructed me that um, I could go into the store or if I knew somebody that had another, uh, like a MacBook Pro or something current, mm-hmm. I could do it. You know, it had to have an M1 chip or an M2 chip in it. So uh, I went to, I made an appointment at the Apple store and went down there and talking to the guy and my uh, my, insur- my Apple Care expired six days or eight, seven days before yeah, that, was, that incident that, was, i was like yeah that's your luck it is yes. <laughs> everything always breaks the couple days after the the uh right insurance or whatever yeah. passes up. well this didn't didn't break i gave it to the i gave it to their um uh what do they call it um it's not the it's not the geek square it's the, genius. Uh, the genius genius bar. genius yeah. yeah genius bar so i don't know what they serve there but the <laughs> um the, the high price the guy, the high uh, priced electronics yeah, the guy, uh, um, he says to me, we'll get you set up in about an hour or so here. So it took him about, oh, 35 minutes, and they couldn't restore the, they couldn't restore what was there. The, was 35 damaged. minutes isn't really that bad, though. Like, no, I kind of figured you'd reload. be there for like an hour and a half, or they'd, or you'd yeah. drop your computer off and, you know, you'd have, they'd text you an hour and a half later or whatever. 
Right. No, they didn't. It was actually pretty pretty good, and uh, the guy was really nice and uh, helped me out quite a bit. Well, that's what they're there for. So, uh, you know, got it up and running, brought it home, and then I had the, the labor-intensive task of installing all the crap I had on it. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't use, uh, what is it, the time machine or whatever the backup uh, for, I don't either. for Apple. I don't use it. And then you had that happen, and I was like, maybe I should start using it because – I would hate yeah. to have to go through and reinstall all this stuff from scratch. Right. Well, the thing is, is that I got quite a bit of an audio setup, and um, some of it is. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say it's it's pretty complicated. Yeah. In some aspects, because I do have uh, I have an Evo 16 as my uh, audio interface that connects to my computer, and I forgot to install that on before we recorded, and it, <laughs> and of course the uh, Mac won't. Uh, Without knowing, because you see, I guess if it was, if I was hooked into channel one, I guess it might work because it's a it would just go through the audio interface into the Mac. But I'm on uh, my mic is in channel three, which um, I'm not sure. But uh, once I inst- once we installed the software, once I installed the software, then the uh, I was able to get stuff going through and stuff like that. And we had a little bit of a problem with the audio at the uh, with Zoom because that's what we use. We almost didn't even get to record tonight because uh, of technical difficulties trying to get your MacBook all set up. Right. So now it's all set up, and I am experiencing um, a little bit of a problem with uh, Logic's Logic Pro and. Um, seems that the waveform is being the bottom of the waveform is being cut off it just shows the top i feel like so, that's um, a view or something i don't know i don't think that's going to affect the audio but don't worry we have a couple backups in place so yeah so. i have i have my my h6 is going here so i have a backup on that yeah so that's not that's not too bad i'm hoping that everything comes out okay and everybody can hear me just fine oh i'm sure they can yes okay whether so they want to or we... not that's another question <laughs> yeah so that was a, our interesting week. Yeah. <laughs> well, about two weeks, really. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So what's the main topic these days? Uh, you know, we did uh, an episode on the baritone guitar. Yes. And, yes. and I remember when we were at the uh, guitar box, we asked, do you have anything baritone here? Because uh, we both yes. kind of wanted to check it out, right? Yes, I did. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't because, uh, you know, they, they, gotta, they only have so much room in the store and they got to... They got to keep things that sell, and like we said, they're not very popular. So I thought to myself, what's another type of guitar that is going to be a little bit harder to find when you're out and about? I have a solution. I okay. have the solution for that. All right. And it's, let's talk about uh, 12-string guitars. There you go. That's exactly what I was thinking about. It's like this, it's, it's like this was it's like all magic. premeditated or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, 12 string guitars are, are, are just like uh, I'm going to say uh, well they're nothing like a baritone guitar but they're they're not they're out there but they're not very popular. Yeah. I mean, you just don't I was see them all say, over the place. I was going to say when we were when we were at Guitar Box I, I may have saw one. Well, I think I seen an acoustic. Right. Yeah. But I didn't see any electric. No. Uh uh-uh. I did see they so, did have uh one uh seven string because I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And I was kind of looking at it and I'm like, Something's not right about this. Oh, right. that's it. She's got an extra string. Yep. Extra parts. Yep. The spares. That's all they are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we could do uh, another, we can do another episode on seven string and, and eight string guitars because they do make an eight out there. Yeah, they sure do. So, and they're, and those are, those are two that are not really as popular. I mean, they, they've come into 
they're a little popular, more popular than the 12 string and the baritone guitars, but still, um, it's, it's just a, an instrument. You just don't, uh, you really, you, you don't see them very much in stores. I do see the, I do see the sevens and the eight string electrics. Yeah. Yeah. It, but there's not very many. There's maybe two or three in the store. Well, see, and all it's going to take is somebody, uh, to basically, I don't want to use the term influencer, but that's kind of what they do on social media. You know, you get somebody that creates a, a, a ton of really good content that catches on. And if that person's playing an acoustic 12 string, they're going to regain popularity and you're going to start to see them around. Um, what's right. that? Um, oh, I know Amanda was uh, telling me, and I don't remember if you were involved in that chat, um, but uh, the guy, you've heard of Oliver Anthony, haven't you? No, I've never heard. So of he's the he's this guy that's just huge. He blew up on social media, um, and he his his songs are like super, um, like you know, screw the government, you know, whatever. Um, and it's an acoustic oh. guitar. And I'm going to try to find this picture. And I know that the audience listening uh, won't be able to see it, but hopefully you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, uh, that's what this is. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a oh, I forgot what they call them. That's um begins with a d it's on the tip of my tongue yep i see it and uh they're uh it's that acts as like a megaphone for the guitar yeah but um he's i can't begin yeah it begins look, with a d yeah it uh it looks like a, a a small car rim in the middle of the acoustic um and that's like his main thing he's always seen so i'm really waiting for the day that i walk into the store and those are all over the place because people are going to want to buy them Right, yeah, there. That's another. That's another guitar that's not popular, and I can't Diablo or something like that. They're called. Um, Let's see. If or, what if I or, googled, and I know that uh, I, we're we're completely going squirrel here, um, but <laughs> I'm gonna Google acoustic guitar with hubcap. Oh, that's I. Well, you might find something. Yeah, it is. Some of them actually are real hubcaps. Really? Yeah, no, I, yeah, they, they resonators, resonators, I should say. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, hubcap, uh, um, one of the places they have a, um, hubcap howler resonator guitar kit. Right, right. What is it? There's a, do you see anything that, that it begins with a D like Diablo, Deblo or something like that? Or, uh, not, not it, off of the, the quick search. Okay. There is a, there is one that's actually, uh, produced, manufactured. It's, it's a it's an actual resonator, even though it looks looks sort of like a hubcap. Huh. Resonator and, uh, guitar. Yeah, you can try that. Yeah. So that so that um brings up a whole lot more I wonder if it's just called a resonator. Acoustic electric resonator guitar. Right, but there there's a there's an actual manufacturer out there that does those and it begins with a D and I can't uh Dorbro? D D O B R O hound yep, dog that's it. round neck resonator yep that's it okay. yeah there is a there is an actual manufacturer out there that does that and that's a sort of like the baritone guitar and i mean it's a specialty you know it was a 12 string right you know the the guitars uh um uh, uh, i believe back in the 19th century that when they came you know 12 strings were basically uh they were considered novelty instruments and built very built and sold very cheaply 12 string guitars were first used by street performers well, I think, you know, I think that when, when you hear the, okay, first off, who's the person that's like, you know, I think I can, 
fit 12 strings on this thing. Like right. that's gotta be a bet. Right. Uh, right. and then you've got people out there that, I mean, cause you know, I think that your chords and you know, the people who know how to play like six strings makes sense. And you, yeah, I would say 12 strings at first was looked at as a novelty is like, why do you need this? Yeah. Well, but the thing was, is that, uh, to make it, make it more harmonizing. Right. Uh, yeah. I, would say, I mean, uh, is the acoustic in hotel California, I think is a 12 string. Right. Yes. And we'll get there to some of the popular oh, stuff. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And that was the Eagles, uh, with the, well, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned the name, but hotel California was a very popular song with, and they used a 12 string on it. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, some of the, some of the history in the 12 string, it goes back a long time ago and nobody really knows if it was the Italians or the Mexican immigrants that, uh, uh, where, where it came from, uh, but the Italian music had a very long history of double string guitars, like the mandolin and, and the lute is another one, uh, that are all double string. So it, it just, it just goes back and, um, I don't think I would have thought that that Italy or the Italian uh, history was there because I've always like growing up every time I've seen a 12 string it was like in an old right. spaghetti western right yeah I know I know and and in some of the some of those cases it did show up in the westerns it showed up just like just like the baritone guitar showed up in the 50s and the 60s mm -hmm. and and every every decade it shows up and it was used in you know country western and all that other stuff. So, I mean, it, it goes through that same phase as everything else, but it's when it catches on and it's very popular is when it really takes off and you really see a lot of people using them. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, I think that the uh, 12 string just, it, it just hasn't become very popular, you know, cause I can, I can get that same sound that 12 string has by using uh, a pedal too. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I, yeah, you can, and you could probably fool a lot of people with that, but it's just right. not the same. You know, I have, no. I have an, an acoustic, it's even a lush acoustic effect and right. eh, okay. I guess it kind of has that acoustic sound, but I can tell that's definitely electric. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I know that there's nothing, there's nothing as genuine as a, as a real 12 string guitar, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it did It did make it into the American Southwest and uh, was used for quite a while. It did make it into the blues and the, really? and the folk songs and stuff like that was all used. Um, it was a certain people like uh, Willie McTell and uh, uh, a few others. It was very, it popularized the instrument in the blues and folk music circles. I bet you when Willie Nelson's guitar was young, it had 12 strings. Uh, no, he always used six. That, that, was, that was Trigger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Said, Trigger. Yeah. That's his name. Is Grew old and lost a few strings. Oh, he still uses it. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. That's he's he's, still, he's, that thing his, is the care that goes into Trigger. 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 Yeah. <laughs> wow. The the care that goes into that guitar is is a, a documentary in itself. Yes. I, and some of the best luthiers in the world have worked on it. So, I mean, to try to keep it try to keep that top stable because mm -hmm. it has a big hole in it where he puts his hand. Yep. But anyhow, uh, getting back to the 12 string guitar, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't until about, I would say about the 1960s when the uh, guitarists like Pete Seeger and, uh, George Harrison, George Harrison with, with the Beatles and, uh, James Roger Gwynn, uh, made it popular, uh, for pop and rock music 
following the 60s revival. And then we had, then we go up to the 70s and we had uh, uh, bands like uh, America, Kansas, the Eagles that used the 12 string guitar also. So it's not, um, it, it, it's still not going to be popular. And one of the, one of the reasons why, in my opinion, and just my opinion, why it's not possible, uh, why, why it's not popular, I should say, not possible, but popular, is because I bend strings. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a 12-string guitar, it would be quite, you know, quite a task bending strings. Yeah. But. I, I but, would. I would say so. I mean, even my acoustic, I like that's one of the first things that I noticed is that the you can't bend the strings. Like maybe right. maybe there's a few frets and a few spots that you could get a little bit of a bend, but otherwise, yep, you're not going to hear it. Even if you do bend that string, you're not going to hear it. Yeah, but uh yeah, bending strings was also a problem in playing solos with the with the guitar. I would say the guitar is basically used for rhythm chords. Yeah, which and arpeggios. Sense. Yeah, which would make sense. And that's how uh that's how I like all the songs that I'm kind of thinking of in my head. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. It was uh, just used as a, a rhythmic piece or, you know, an accentuating piece, but it, it, I don't think necessarily it was the lead. Right. I mean, I guess some people would say that maybe there's a couple out there where, Oh, the acoustic was the lead, but you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it became even more popular when Tom Petty and Jimi Hendrix and, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I know Stevie Ray Vaughan used it uh, on a uh, on a piece called "Life Is Like a Drop." Oh, that's right. String. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. It's about an acoustic that. guitar. Yeah, twelve string. Now there is one person, one artist that really made it popular, and that was Jimmy Page with "Stairway to Heaven." Yeah, uh, he used it. He used an SG. I think it was. Uh, I don't know what. I don't remember what it was, what the SG was, but it was a double neck. It was a it was six strings with a twelve string on top. Yes, I've and, seen pictures of that. Yeah, and that that guitar for Gibson sold like uh, it was selling like wildfire after oh, that song came out. Yeah, I bet, I bet. What and why, why would they? I don't know. I I always kind of look at the the doubles where it's one on top of the other. Why not just make it so you just flip it over so it's acoustic on one side, electric on the other. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, it's a good idea. Why don't you? Why don't you come up with something yeah, like that? I'm sure that it's been done, and it either it was unsuccessful for whatever reason. I have no idea. Yeah. the other The other part of this is the, another reason why twelve strings uh, guitars uh, they're known for their longer headstocks, and uh, also being that it has twelve strings, it also puts a lot more pressure on the fretboard right. and the, the, well, the fingerboard and the neck. Yeah. Which doubles uh, the cost you know, creates the a, too. Yeah. And it creates warp, warping in the uh, neck and all sorts of problems. So that's another reason why you have to be really, um, you have to be aware of what, you know, before you go out and buy one, you know, it's, I would, I would look at those facts, you know. Sure. But let's see, we can talk about some tuning of the strings. I mean, the tuning is just basically a, uh, I'm sorry, EAD, G is tuned normally, you know, like a regular guitar. And, um, yeah, because isn't it like, um, like how is the tuning? Because it's like two strings are the same, you know, they're, they, they go together, but they're, they're off from each other just a little bit or something. Right. They're just like an octave difference. A full so octave. That, uh, mm -hmm, yeah. That's, uh, and I'm just, uh, while you're talking, I'm just kind of doing some, uh, some online research on 12 strings yeah. 
and they do have right, you know some down i'm seeing some for like you know 250 uh and of course yeah. up to uh up to several mortgage payments yeah i mean i mean basically what it is is you have a you have a thinner string you have two strings mm-hmm. that are basically right next to each another like let's take the the, the high e right you have two e string two e strings there one is thinner the other one is a little thicker mm-hmm. and it's they're one octave apart to give it that to give it that nice tone that octave it sounds like multiple instruments playing that's really what it's interesting what it's doing so uh yes and there are some there are some things like the rickenbacker 360 12 string uh, reverses the order so i'm not sure what that actually sounds like but uh i do that's, know it uh that's how you play uh, your music in reverse forwards I have no idea yeah. that would be, I, I have never, um, to be perfectly honest with you, I've never played a Rickenbacker. Oh, neither have I. I hear a lot of people like talk about them. Like they're the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. I, it depends on what you're looking for in a guitar. That's the, that's the key, you know? And I don't know when it, when it comes to Rickenbacker, it's uh, I don't know if the quality's there or, or what, but, uh, a lot of people seem to be, you know, want them and they look, they look for them, you know? Right. So they, and they can draw. And they've got a little bit hard. of a bankroll to shop with, too. Yes, that's true, too. Yeah. And there's also, we can talk about Nashville tuning, too. And that's a, that's a little different, but um, it's, uh, you hear that in like songs like Dust in the Wind by Kansas, Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. You can hear that, those type of guitars there. It's, they call them Nashville tuning. It's a little different, too. There's a different tuning than the standard tuning. So. Nashville has to be different. Right. Yeah. That's like, uh, tuning the, what is that? The, the bottom four strings or something like that. Um, yeah. uh, It like one octave up from a normal, uh, six string. And so, Mm -hmm. and then you played the two in unison and it's supposed to give a shimmering texture. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Uh, let me see here. What else we got? Uh, well, we talked about Jimmy Jimmy Page, popular pop. That I can't even say that word. Pop star, pop, popular. Pop, yeah, popularized the double neck twelve string, Gibson that they played that he played there with that, and uh, and that was used on the song "Stay Away to Heaven." He used that in live and a lot of his live performances. The double double neck uh, six string twelve string SG. Yeah, if you if you jump on the uh, the YouTube's uh, and search for. Uh, Jimmy Page, uh, there's tons of videos out there of him playing, um, and right. he has tons of videos with him playing the uh, double uh, neck guitar, whatever you oh, whatever yeah, you yeah. call it, you know. Yep, but it sounds really good. That's the that, that it, it, does sound, it fills yeah it, sounds it fills cool. in, right? Yeah, instead of a six string, if you did it on a six string, I mean you could do it on a six string guitar too, but it's not going to sound as full as a twelve string guitar, right? And especially, especially in that opening part where he's playing just the guitar itself, mm-hmm. and there's nothing, no band behind him. He's just he wants that fullness of the that rich sound of the twelve string, right? Right. And then some of the some of the people that have used it, some of the um, songs and people, I got uh, like Space Odyssey by Jimmy by David Bowie, Hard Day's Night, The Beatles, uh, Ticket to Ride, The Beatles. Wanted Dead or Alive. I was on just Joe gonna. Me. I was just gonna say. I'm pretty sure that Wanted Dead or Alive was done on a 12 string because yep. I've tried playing that song on a six string and it does not like. Okay, I, I know what that song is, but it does not sound anywhere close to the record. Right. Yep. And then you got As Tears Go By the, by the Rolling Stones, Closer to the Heart by Rush, 
more than a feeling the Boston great group there I really like Boston um uh, free falling by Tom Petty a good one. Uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. There's one for you. Really? Now I, yes. now I have to listen to that song again. Over the Hill and Far Away by Led Zeppelin. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, which I already... Yep, I knew that one. Right, and the big one, Hotel California by the Eagles. Hotel California. Such a yep. scary place. Yeah. Those are some of the biggies that, uh, you know, big songs that you Page see out twice, there. market they, price. Yep, they used the 12-string guitar and, you know, and had very good luck. I mean, these are the, what is it, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 that I named all had huge successes with the 12-string. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm sure that there's many, many, many more. Uh, we just oh, absolutely can't, uh, can't, can't fit them all into one show, that's for sure. Yes, I mean, there's probably, there's, there's tons and tons more of artists that you've used them and there's a lot of artists out there street artists and band members that still use them today and they'll always use them. well have you ever uh, have you ever had the opportunity to play uh a 12 string i have you have and was it yes. like pretty much the same or is it is there like a huge difference in playing like and i'm i guess what i'm asking more specifically is you you teach yourself how to cover one string uh with a finger or maybe two strings with a finger but now you're right. like now you can have all your fingers covering two strings or one string. So I mean, like well, there, there's got to be a curve to learning that. Um, the key is, I would stay away from. Uh, there's a few things I would stay away from with an acoustic until you really learn it. Uh, an acoustic twelve string, or even an electric twelve string. One of them is uh, uh, vibrato. In other words, because your your one finger has to hold down two strings at one time to move the string up and down on the fretboard, you know, on the frets, you know, to get a vibrato. Mm -hmm. it, that that would be pretty hard because the string may come up on off the or from underneath your finger and uh, two, make a, all sorts of noise. Two strings, twice the pressure. Yeah. Yep, twice the pressure. But but to to move it up and down to create a vibrato is is pretty hard. You can do it though. Uh, string bending would be another one that would be extremely hard. You can do it. Um, and, uh, uh, I don't know if I would use, um, um, what's really weird is what took me a little time to get used to is the pick is because, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to remember there's two strings there and not, you're not hitting just one, you know, they are pretty close together, but still you could get into a thing where you just hit the one string and not the other. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're, so those you're are already trying to find one string. Now you got to find two. Well, they're they're right next to each other, but still, well, it good. still can be. Huh? I said, well, that's good. Could you imagine if if it was twelve strings, but its partner was always six strings away? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that would be uh, yeah. That would be pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, it's cool to uh, you know kind of shed a little bit of light on these uh, guitars. I, I mean, of course, I knew. 12 strings, but I didn't know anything about it. Baritone, I didn't know anything about. So it's kind of cool to shed yeah. light on it. I think I would probably uh, buy a baritone before I would buy a 12-string acoustic. Unless yeah, it was like just the, one heck of a deal. I like the baritones. Um, they're sort of like halfway between a bass and halfway between a guitar. So you got sort of like the top half of the bass. Mm -hmm. The baritone starts out on the low neck. On the low side of the neck, on the very where the headstock is, it's basically the bass, uh, uh, the the high part of the bass guitar, and then as you go up the neck, 
the closer to the bridge, it's basically you're coming up to a regular guitar, the low end of the regular guitar. So it's right. like it's like right in between. Yeah, so, kind of the best of both some, worlds. Yes, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that have used them, but they're just not they're just not that common. And same thing with the twelve strings. I think the twelve strings are probably more common than the baritones. Yeah, I mean, I would th- I would say so. I I would I yeah I would agree with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe on on an, on a, another episode we can talk about the uh, seven strings. Yeah, we could we could lump strings. kind of the seven and eight strings together. Um, yeah, you know, because sure. I, I do actually know uh, a couple of artists that uh, they do play a lot with the seven and eight strings. Right, and that's actually yeah, I mean, one of them. Um, I think it was either last Christmas or two Christmases ago. I asked for a um, book that one of my um, one of my favorite artists. Um, he did one of his albums, and he put all of the tablature and the sheet music and everything in a book. And I was like, "Oh, right. cool, yeah!" And then I got home. Well, actually, I it didn't arrive in time for Christmas. It arrived like a couple months later. But when I finally got it, I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, crap." most of this is seven string yeah yeah there's there's only like out of the 12 songs that are in there i think there's only like three that are six string uh, so see that yeah i um i think that they should tell well i don't know i don't know the artist i probably do but um i remember that that whole scenario yeah which but, not a big deal i mean maybe one no. day maybe one day um you know i'll you know who knows? Maybe next year when I when it's new guitar day again, uh, I'll be sitting at a spot uh, where I'm like, you know what? I want to I want to try a seven string or an eight string, and then I can actually yeah. uh, bring that book out and maybe learn something there. So there you go. Yeah, me, I'm going to stick with the six. I just happen to like the sticks. I might someday. I might I might uh, get a baritone. I don't know. I uh, I'd have to see. So. I might trade in a few. Mom probably wants me to trade in a few. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, I like that meme that I sent you earlier with the with the yes. Undertaker uh, from wrestling sitting up in the coffin, and it says you at your own funeral when your wife starts saying she's going to sell your guitars. <laughs> yep. Rise! Was, I know. I, I showed mom that. <laughs> yeah, did she get a good laugh out of it? Uh, I don't know if she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably she was probably like truth. Yeah, yeah. She probably said, "You're never getting up." So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anyway, um, you got anything else for this episode? No, nothing. Nothing really. Just uh, just trying to get everything straightened out again so that we can do the next episode. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm not hundred percent sure what that's going to be. Uh, first we got to get Amanda back on board. Um, hopefully yep. she uh, is not as busy as she has been. And I get it. We all get busy some days. Um, yep, I know. Oh, I got, I finally got my birth certificate. So I'm, I'm a real boy. That's, that's good. Yep, there you um, go. so now I can, uh, I can be a real podcast boy. Um, there you go. yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of keep making this up as we go. Um, and hopefully you keep stopping back and, and listening. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us uh, by email, uh, pandemicguitar at iCloud.com, uh, or Instagram at pandemicguitar. Right. Uh, 
hit us up. Let us know what you want to want, want us to talk about. We can do a little bit of research. We can do some learning. Um, you know, maybe maybe you just want to tell us your story. I have no idea, uh, but but just talk to us, please. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, until next episode, uh, I'm Tim. That's Rick. Bye, everybody. Yep. Take it easy, everybody. Mm-hmm.